Hey, podcast people, you just made my day. You know you did, because you hit play. Hi, folks. Welcome to Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. This is episode 31, brought to you the week of January 71st. Uh, 2016. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and I am joined by no one. It's just me. So, um, today we're going to talk about at least one thing from every single day that made that day worthwhile. If, uh, if you're not familiar, if you're first time listener, I'm James. I am a recoverer slash, uh, contender with discipline of uh, discipline <laughs> with depression and um, and also bipolar and anxiety. I'm doing okay right now, but back in the day, um, it cost me my podcast. It cost me my job. It cost me a lot. And when I was in the recovery phase, when things started, you know, to look up, I started looking for those things that made that day worth getting through. So if you hear me say something that's kind of ridiculous to you, like I turned on a light bulb today, um, with a little context. It may, you may truly understand why um, such a thing would be such a big deal. All right, so let's get through it and get to it. Um, I'm going to start with last Saturday, even though today is Saturday. I'm a, I'm a day behind uh, on recording, but that's all right. Um, I want to talk about Saturday's Facebook drawing challenge. Now, um, I, I wish I was better at drawing every single day. Um, I, I do try to draw something uh, every day, or at least can commit a couple of uh, moments out of the week to do that. But I got really um, excited about drawing one day. But the problem for me is I can never think of what to draw. I um, and and if I do think of something, I'll be honest, I don't have to show it to anybody, so I don't really do a very good job on it. I just sketch it out, and I get kind of frustrated because it's not what I want it to be right away. Cure for that, for me anyway, was to get on the NLCast community uh, network group that's on Facebook. You can join it and and be a part of a great community of people there. Um, but I said, you know what? I need to draw stuff. Give me a character to draw. I'll post it here. And you get bonus points on your suggestion if it has to do something with blending it with Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear is, is the thing I collect. You may collect owls. Or seashells, I collect Buzz Lightyear stuff. I've been doing it since 1996. My first item was purchased on my um, honeymoon at Disney World. And I've been doing the same ever since. Well, not that item from that location every year. But I've been I've been collecting things. So it was, a, it was an exciting thing to put out there. And immediately I started getting flooded with responses and uh they they would say and every single one of them because they're people that know me from my show they know i love buzz everyone every suggestion every one of them was a buzz lightyear blended suggestion so walter white uh mixed with buzz lightyear walter white being i guess the character from breaking bad um so I looked him up online what did he look like cartoonized him put him in a buzz costume and boom um, I ended up doing a ton of them, and I've still got a ton more to do. Uh, but I did a My Little Pony buzz. I did a B- Iron Man buzz. I did a Batman. 
no, 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 not a Batman, a, a Darth Vader Buzz Lightyear. Um, several others were really challenging. Um, C, a C-3PO, an R2-D2 Buzz, um, even a BB-8 Buzz, which was really cute and fun. If you want to look those up, um, I'll try to have a link for them in the uh, show notes over at mmdcast.com. But you can also go to Facebook and just look up NLCast Network Community and uh, ask to join. I'll, I'll add you right in and uh, you'll be able to see that you know thing. Or you could search for it within the group. Um, but it's a lot of fun. You could add your own thing down there. <laughs> uh, but one of the greatest parts was um, Ethan Nicole... I mean, I love all my listeners and all the suggestions I got, but Ethan Nicole, a, a, a personal hero of mine, he is the uh, creator and an artist behind Axe Cop um, that went on to be on ADHD on Fox, and he's also um, one of the writers and directors there with uh, uh, the new series of VeggieTales that came out exclusively to Netflix via, um, what's the one, Animation Studio. Yeah, Skydance or something. It's got a kid with a fishing pole. That one. He's with them. So anyway, pretty awesome. And I did those. I did a Fozzie Bear. Um, I've done a Buster Keaton Buzz. <laughs> I did uh, a couple others too. There's a lot of fun. Still got more to do. And um, you, you'd think, well, James, you're doing Buzz Lightyears. Are you really learning to draw anything? And after you look at them, every one of them is so drastically different. Uh, I did a Bugs Bunny uh, one. I did uh, one of Buzz Lightyear sitting in a chair with a uh, with a cup of uh, scotch in his hand, and I kind of made it after Nick Offerman's um, video for Christmas. And so, anyway, check it out. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of. Uh, it gave me some motivation. And what I would do on every single one, I would just hit reply and post that artwork. I'm drawing everything on my new uh, Wacom uh, companion or it's called a Wacom or Wacom Cintiq Companion 2. And I've really, really been enjoying that. It's uh, it's a great piece of hardware, and I saved up a long time for it, and it's uh, it's good to be using it. So I don't know if I'll ever become a great artist, but um, I, it, I've, been, I've really been hitting myself in the head trying to force myself to use the skills that I have, um, even though I'm not really using for any, them for anything of any importance lately, you know, like, like drawing all those things is great, but you know, is it, is it really contributing to the, to the world? And the answer to that is probably no, but anyway, um, Sunday, last Sunday, I'll be honest with you. I didn't do the MMD thing. I don't remember what, uh, would have been great about it. Um, I know that Sunday night we had a really hard church service. I go, I go to a church called Novation, and um, it's a home church, and right now the kids all meet in one house and all the adults meet in another house. And uh, we've been going through some of the hard questions of the Bible. Last week it was, uh, you know, who made God? And we, we discussed how he is the uncaused cause. He is the first cause, but no one caused him. So he's the, first, he's the uh, uncaused cause. And, um, well, I guess that, that could be my MMD, but it would be from the week before. I think I even said it though. These, these videos are, are being um, hosted, you know, and who the guy that's on there is a guy named Damon Horton. He was a kid in our youth group back in the, uh, when we were doing inner city youth ministry at Sheffield in Kansas city. 
and uh, it's it's awesome to see him him going off and doing great things. He married his high school sweetheart. They got kids, you know, and he's out there doing what he do. And um, but this week we didn't talk about that. We talked about something to it, it just basically wrapped around to the idea of how do you deal with God when things you know aren't going the way you would want them to go when life throws you a curve, you know, and. I usually love to contribute to conversations uh, because it gives me a chance to practice my 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 church, <laughs> my my pastor pa- past, I guess, because I do typically know a tiny bit more than the average Joe, but not not a ton. But I I know a lot of this stuff, you know, this the answers to these questions. But um, since my depression and and the way my world got rocked by that, I'll be honest, I am not real good with the answers to those questions. I know them. I know the answers that we're, that we say, I know the answers uh, found in scripture, but I don't know if I'm still bitter or if I'm still hurting or if I'm just still star, no, I mean, not starstruck, dazed uh, and confused. Um, but hearing like the, the thing, and we know that in all things, God works uh, for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I know that verse. I know what it means. I know how to name it and claim it and and stand on it and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as of right now, I I used to believe it more than I do, okay? Because I don't know. I don't know. I know that God, I've always said it, God will work things out for your good and his glory. But I've noticed, first of all, that I need to switch those around because he may work things out for his glory before he works them out for your good. Um, and and secondly, I don't know that God personally, that, that he does that all the time. Because when I look out at the world, when I look at Christians and, and people that have suffered and struggled, um, you could very much argue that God did not work some things out. Uh, for their good, um, that eventually in the long run, maybe, maybe, maybe if you grasp at some straws and say, yeah, it was great that she lost three children in late term, um, you know, uh, what do you call them? Not abortions, but the natural version of that. Uh, yeah, it was great that that lady lost those kids. You know, that I can't I can't say that, you know, oh, it's awesome that so and so, you know, died of cancer, you know, because eventually it led to blah, blah, blah. And I guess I'm just in a place right now where I'm not ready to go there and make it simple. I I need a complex, I don't want to say answer, because honestly, I'm not where I, I feel like God owes me an answer or owes me some sort of explanation. Um, where I'm at, though, is I'm just going to keep my mouth shut until I figure it out, until life kind of shows it to me. That makes sense. I'm still respecting God enough to where I'm not in his face saying, this isn't true. I I lived a different thing and it's different. You know, I know that's bull. So I don't do that, but I'm not real keen on um, talking about it in a group setting either, because, you know, like last time we talked about, like I said, the uncaused cause. And so we talked about creation a little bit and how you can use creation to explain, you know, that 
that God exists and all this kind of stuff. And I, I found myself saying in the group, though, I, like, I, I, be, I believe in Christ. I believe in what God did through Christ. I believe that, that I can look at my situation, and, and if I see that I don't see ex- immediate examples of Christ's love or God's love, that I can look at Christ from 2,000 years ago, and I can say, you know what? But he loved me then, and he did this for me then, and that means, I mean, that's it. My, my eternity is saved and set in so many ways. It doesn't matter how he feels about me exactly right now or my situation because I can look then and I can see the, the, the completion of what God said he would do in Genesis. God made Christ, or not made Christ, but Christ came down and, and they worked together. And he, and you can look at Christ and see what God would do because Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I'm seeing my Father in heaven doing it and blah, blah, blah. And he, and he left and he's going to come back. There's all this great stuff. But what I found myself saying in out loud is that the story of creation means about this much to me. And I held my finger up to about a quarter inch um, because people, I used to fight and die on that, that hill that, you know, God created, you know, the, the earth in seven days and it's, ah, it's it was so important. But when you realize that Christ is the most important story, everything else becomes strangely dim. Um, you know, and, and so where I'm at right now, I, I don't care if the earth was made in seven days or if it was made in God time you know, and it was billions of years or whatever. I don't care if God created the raw materials in the universe and then later came back and said, okay, now I'm going to use these materials to make the earth and the, you know, the universe and all that kind of stuff. I don't, honest to God, I don't care. None of that matters to me right now. Um, And I don't see it as a hinge point or a, a foundation or a cornerstone on which I, I stake my faith. Um, it isn't that. It isn't. So that's why I just keep my mouth shut because my p- opinions and the things I would say right now are very unpopular. And uh, I probably have more in in, in tune with uh, people that are newly saved these days, you know, because newly saved people, a lot of times they – they don't know a lot and they're eager to learn and their their solutions or answers would would be things that you know aren't quite right because you know a scripture they don't know or you know there's a I think I've been kind of run run backwards and and rewinded to that point because the things I thought I knew on a simplistic level um, have a deeper meaning and they must I just don't know what those are you know what do they call deep calling to deep I never understood what that meant um, but I think it kind of means whenever you think, you know, everything there is to know, you don't know nothing, you know, you don't know anything about that scripture. You don't know anything about God. Yeah. God's like this, but yet he is not, you don't know God, you know, God, you think, you know, God, no, you, you know what you've experienced, but how much have you not experienced? Have you ever experienced even half the stuff from the OT? No. Um, so I, I am in a place of complete, not humility. I can't say that without it being <laughs> unhumble, but I have been pounded down to pulp and, um, yeah. So Sundays can be a little rough even at this great church, but it's awesome because I'm accepted. I can sit there with my mouth shut and a sour look on my face and nobody uh, is going to come up to me and ask me, um, if, why don't I go through deliverance? So it's, it's a good thing. All right, so there you go. There's half the show already, and I ain't even, I, I said Sunday wasn't even anything. 
Um, Monday, um, <laughs> it started snowing sometime on Sunday night, and by um, by Monday evening, it was maybe it was just Monday because yeah, the kids were off on Monday for MLK Day. And uh, we we went to Wendy's, and, and I always try to take the kids out a couple times a week because I can't cook every single night. It's just not something I'm very good at. It's not something I enjoy, and um, it's worth it to me to just do that. So we were going to go to Chick-fil-A, and by the time we got halfway there, I mean, we were doing 35, 40 on the highway. The snow was terrible. I wouldn't have gone out except I forgot how tense and how horrible a drive like that can be when it's, you know, just blizzardy. It wasn't a blizzard, but, but it's, it's just, you know, for me, having been in Florida for the last five, six years, it was a wake up call, but we made it and we didn't make it to Chick-fil-A. I was totally running off my GPS and I got off on the wrong turn and, but I saw a sign that said there was a Wendy's and Dag, we made it to Wendy's. So if there's anything that made my day Monday, it was that we made it to Wendy's and made it home in one piece. Cause the whole time I'm driving, I'm like, this is not what I want on my tombstone. When the freaking car hits me and levels me, knocks me out, or I'd run off the road on the way home. And, and they're like, well, he made it, you know, he, he was going to Wendy's. That's how he died. Stupid moron should have stayed home. So um, thankfully, that um, <laughs> that did not happen. I, I lived. Uh, th- Tuesday, Tuesday, simple. Um, I recorded a podcast. It's called That Story Show, and it's a lot of fun. We've revamped it a little bit here and there. Me, Christian, or me, John Stuntclobber, and, and Christian Sedrith uh, do that every Tuesday, and it's available um, in iTunes or on the feed at That Story Show uh, every. Wednesday morning. And now when I say morning, I mean like 12, 31 o'clock in the morning. So you can get up early and, and still catch it. It's great. Uh, it's a podcast and it's a lot of fun and it's still a miracle that I'm doing them. So that's what was great about Tuesday. Wednesday was a snow day. So it, you know, snowed all day Tuesday, I guess into the night. And, um, so the kids had to stay home and, the kids come to me and they're like, we want to go sledding. You know, can we, can we just go to the park even? And, and and can we, can we try sledding? I'm like, we don't have a sled. They don't know anything about sleds. So I got online, looked around and found out something I didn't know that cardboard um, will work as a sled. It's not great, but it works. So um, it was just so happens that we just moved. I had tons of moving boxes and, and so I, I didn't just have a sheet of cardboard to give them. I had a folded box that was the equivalent of four sheets of cardboard. And I took a bunch of packing tape and I kind of curled up the, the nose of it a little bit like it's like a toboggan and uh, took all the rough edges off. And we walked down to Benton Park, which is about a block and a half from my house, and uh, went to a hill that was substantial. And we found a way to run and jump down the hill and and slide and the kids had a blast. There's a couple other kids that came with real sleds and that, you know, the ones that just go on and on forever after they go down the hill. My kids didn't care. They had never been sledding before that they could remember. And, um, they, they had a blast. It was awesome. We walked there, we walked back, got a little exercise in. I tried to go down a couple times and my knees would just slide right off and into the snow. So I would like basically 
go down further than the sled was going. Um, but it was a lot of fun and I didn't break anything. So that was a good deal. The best part though, <laughs> is I randomly videotaped a few pieces on my phone so that my wife could see it. And, uh, Jenna, I don't know what was wrong with her. She's 11. She had these weird boots on, but she could not stay on her feet. And I shot this video of Jay going down the sled and, and what really became the, the main focal point of that video was my daughter trying to get up and then falling and up and falling and up and falling. <laughs> finally, she throws the cardboard up the hill. <laughs> and, uh, and finally she just starts digging in her toes into the, into the side of the hill and makes her way up. And then she tells me a story of the whole thing that she just did. So that's what she does. Um, Thursday, I had lunch with my friend David. He's the pastor of Novation Church. And um, it was just good. It was good. It was it was a good talk. I, ta- I mentioned earlier how I like to answer questions in, in church sometimes in our meetings because, you know, I can use my pastor stuff. Well, the only thing that could be better than that is is sitting with David, who is you know still the an official pastor, and um, and just talking business, talking shop with him. You know, we've got a building that we're looking at. There's some other options. There's been some some issues and some things. You know, I mean, it's that way with any kind of business. There's always issues and things that come up, and we talked for hours from basically lunchtime until it was time for me to pick up the kids at at a quarter to three and um, it was just good. It's good stuff. It makes you feel like you're still, you know, somewhat close to where you were. Cause I used to be a full on pastor, you know, and and officially I am. If you, if you look at my paperwork, I have papers that say I'm, I'm a minister. Um, but am I earning money doing that? Am I doing it full time, even part time? No, no, I'm not. Um, but I am here to help and I'm being a part of this community. And, uh, speaking of which, um, Friday, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you two things. I'll tell you one thing that makes you think I'm not a pastor. And then another one that maybe thinks you makes you think I am, um, pa- pa- Friday, I- I've been reading Harry Potter, the second Harry Potter chamber of secrets to my son, um, for, I don't know, a week, week and a half now. But um, we've been doing this. I did the first book, and then we watched the movie, and then the second book, and and we watched actually watched the, finished it today. Um, but uh, it was so great when we finished because we actually finished the last next to last chapter on Thursday night. But then there's the closing image kind of thing because all the all the awesome stuff happens in chapter sixteen or seventeen. But eighteen is like you know when Dumbledore gives their points to them and they get to do all the awesome things that happen because, you know, Haggard comes back and all this stuff. Um, so we, we, he actually wanted to get that done before Friday so that we could sit and eat our pizza. And instead of watching flash, we would, um, watch, uh, you know, Harry Potter chamber secrets. But, um, so he comes in as soon, you know, on, on, on uh, Friday and in after school, and he comes in, he sits down, he's like, let's finish this thing. And we did, we read the end of it. And he's just cheering. He's running up, telling his sister, we finished, we finished. And it was such a great thing. And, um, and that was, that was fun. That was fun. I'll give you a little, I might forget this by next week. So I'll tell you now, uh, we did watch the movie and he was upset with a few parts of it. Um, not what you think he was upset because there were pieces missing and he's starting to realize what we all know. 
And I told him to his face, I was like, Jay, that's why they say the book is always better than the movie. And that's what I really want to get into his head with this thing. And speaking of what are you teaching your kids reading their Harry Potter? Well, I'll tell you what Dumbledore told Harry that it, it when he, when Harry was worried about himself because the sorting hat wanted to put him in Slytherin instead of Gryffindor, um, Griffin, uh, Harry, Gryffindor, uh, Dumbledore asked Harry, why did the, why did the suit, why did the hat not put you in Slytherin then the bad, you know, uh, group. And, uh, he says, because I told him not to, I didn't want him in there. And he says, exactly. That's the difference. He says, it's not your abilities that make you who you are. It's your choices. And that is such a strong thing, especially in the day and age that we live in now where everybody is, uh, you know, appreciated for what they can do or how they can entertain or, the, you know, things like that. But their choices seem to be secondary sports heroes, for instance, their choices seem to be secondary to what they can do for you on a TV screen. So that was, that was really strong. Um, and then I remember at the end of the first one that we see a story, almost a Christ-like story, uh, where there was nothing special about Harry that kept him from uh, being killed by Voldemort. It was the fact that his mother sacrificed her life for his. And so even in the world, even in the secular world, there's this understanding of the value of a life and how there, there is no stronger sacrifice that you can do. And, um, and they even said that, you know, there was a, that a sacrifice like that puts a puts like a skin over them a protective skin and uh, you can't read that without thinking about what Christ did for us so it's good stuff but i told you i'd talk about something you know that make you wonder about me and then another thing that that maybe won't but um i've been talking with a lady uh, i think i mentioned her last week who um is is struggling with bipolar and it's hor- it's very hard it's very hard because she has no spouse um I had a spouse that could help me out and do things that I couldn't do, but this poor lady's got nobody except for, you know, the people around her. And we've had, we've had some great conversations with her. We've had her over to the house and, and just poured our story out and told her what, you know, what we were going through. And I think it did her a ton of good just knowing that, you know, cause sometimes you look at people's life and everything seems perfect. You know, I call it the Facebook thing. Uh, because everybody posts all their awesome stuff on Facebook, but nobody ever posts, you know, any, you know, it just seems like everybody, everybody's life is perfect. If you look at them on, on Facebook for most of the part, but, um, she, she, it really seemed to help her when she looked at us who she thought ha- have it together. And, and we do, I mean, we do, but it's not like we're not, we haven't struggled and we haven't suffered and, and that we're not all the way through it. It's, we're, we're still where we're at. And it was great for her to see that, um, there are other people that are, that are struggling, especially with the same exact thing, you know? And I was able to be there and tell things to her. And my wife was that nobody told us because first of all, we didn't know anybody. Second, we were trying to keep it hidden. Thirdly, um, we had kind of been alienated, um, by everyone that knew us because of, you know, just the situation that surrounded me having to leave my position. Long story short, um, I have been, you know, just Facebook messaging back and forth with this person and, and, you know, being told, uh, where the energy levels are, where, where, what she's struggling with. And, um, long story short, 
I, 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 when I respond, I want to be very careful because it's so easy for me to forget what, uh, how, how words affected me. Cause I know it was very great how things would affect me. And I don't mean great isn't good. I mean, great isn't a lot. People asking me how I was doing, um, people wanting to do things for me, uh, and asking if they can do them was a big thing. And I heard her say the same thing. You know, I don't, I don't need that. I don't want to put people out. I don't want what, what I'm going through to, to bother other people. So, you know, I, and I told her, I was like, well, you need to start telling people what you need and how they can love you, how they can express that. And she's been doing that. And one of the things she's been doing is messaging me. And, um, and I just got the distinct impression that one of the biggest things that's going on in life right now is that, that it's affecting her son, the one that lives with her at home. And I, and I just, I don't know. I don't know if it was God. I don't know if it's just, you know, I, maybe I'm magical, but I just, I asked him like, is it, you know, is it, is your son, is it schoolwork related? She says, yeah. I'm like, I, I, and then I remembered, I didn't want to say, could I help you with that? I just said, I want to help you with that. Can I set up a time, you know, where he comes over to the house? And here's the thing you might think, oh, that's great. And it is, it's awesome. Um, but I'm already helping my kids <laughs> through homework every day and adding another person to the mix is not going to affect my day in day out very much at all. So we're working out the details where I'm going to pick up my kids, pick up him from school, bring him to the house. Um, and he's a high school kid. So, you know, his homework is going to be crazy. I'm going to have to probably learn a lot of stuff just to <laughs> be able to help him. But, uh, she made it very clear that she promised. She said, I promise that this is going to make a huge, huge difference. And, and I, I know all I had to do is put myself in that situation and think about my kids and how much, um, you know, how, when I used to think of them, how I would just, I would moan and cry and ache and hurt because I thought I was letting them down and I wasn't able to be there for them. And I thought hiding what I was going through was the best thing. And it may have been, um, but, uh, I'm just grateful and thankful that even though I'm not a real pastor, um, I get to do this for her. And I know a lot of you would say, well, that's, that's more than, you know, being a real pastor. That's, that's being, you know, Christ-like or, or whatever, what have you. And I would say, I agree. And if that's what being, uh, not, <laughs> If being a pastor means avoiding these situations and, and sticking above them or being above them and not kneeling to them, then I don't ever want to be one again. And Because uh, I used to struggle being a pastor. I used to hate uh, visitations. I used to hate dealing um, with a lot of different things because they were so uncomfortable. But I'll tell you, uh, the things that I've been able to do to help folks and to be a part of them have been so natural meaning it's just been an ex a natural ex extension of what Christ has done in me and my personality and the changes. And I used to stress when I'd go to visitations, people with all these situations and what do I say? What do I do? And, and, and I've realized here, I don't, I don't have that pressure. Nobody expects me to say anything magical. That's going to fix everything because I'm not a pastor anymore. And therefore, I don't have that pressure, and I can just be who Christ made me to be. And again, I think that is something greater than just a title. So 
there you go. There's your Friday. <laughs> Today is Saturday. And I don't know what the MMD will be for that. You're going to have to wait and you're going to have to check it out next week. Um, listen, considering, uh, I, I want to ask you, uh, folks do this once in a while. And I just want to let you know that it's possible. If you have an MMD moment, that's a made my day moment, um, that you would like to share on this show, please consider, you know, sending it in. We've got a place for that. It's MMDcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the website, MMDcast.com and, uh, send in your, thing just type it up and say hey this happened and it was awesome and i want to share it with the world boop you know send it in if you want to talk about depression you know uh, just understand i am not any kind of official anything to do with depression everything i will say or answer is based on my situation my experience only I have no formal training i'm not even a, a counselor on the subject much less a psychiatrist or anything like that so um but uh visit mmdcast today and if you can, here's something else I want to pitch to you, if you can. One of the things that, that has become a reality in my world is that I do podcasting for a living now. And um, though I still keep it as a kind of a hobby and a, a therapy kind of thing, um, you can help me out if you'd like. Uh, I do accept uh, folks uh, supporting episodes, um, every single one of them for that matter, for a month um, at most. Uh, for a dollar a podcast. And you can do that through Patreon. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash MMDcast. Log on there. You know, it's very easy to set up an account and consider, uh, you know, helping out as much as you want. You can do less than a dollar a week uh, or a dollar a show, um, but you can do all those things. So thank you. Remember, email those moments to MMDcast at gmail.com or you can call 2095 NL cast voicemails probably won't make it on this show, but you, if you want to talk it out, you can talk it out, uh, review the show on iTunes or wherever you found us, follow the show on Twitter, twitter.com slash MMD cast and follow me, uh, at, uh, twitter.com slash NL cast. And we'll see you guys next week right here. And God bless. God bless.